Welcome to the Shakeout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Van Buskirk. Each week, Canadian running staff writer Maddie Kelly and I bring you the news, results, and drama from the exciting world of running. This is The Rundown. Happy Tuesday, Maddie Kelly. Happy Tuesday to you too, Kate. Thank you. How, how was your weekend? Oh, it was really good. What'd you get up to? I liked my weekend a lot. I rode a hundred kilometers on my bicycle in one day. Good golly, Miss Molly. That is far. Mm-hmm. And you live to tell the tale. And I live to tell the tale. Amazing. It is a long way. It takes a long time. I listened to the new Dixie Chicks album through three times. Um, wow. And just the chicks now. Sorry, just the chicks. The chicks. Right, yeah. the chicks. Um, force of Habit. Uh, side note, killer album. I've never been, you know, in my 40s and divorced, but if I was, my gosh, is that what I would want to listen to? Uh, my sister is one of the biggest chicks fans out there. And in fact, um, we had this really fun experience. My mom and my sister and I went to see like their reu- their 10-year reunion tour at the Molson Amphitheater in Toronto maybe five years ago now. Lucky. It was one of the better things I've ever seen in my life. It, they're so fun. They are. So, and they're so real. And their music is just banging. Like, it, they're really, really great. And Natalie Maine's voice sounds exactly like it did 15 years ago. Like, it's just bananas. Anyway, totally. that was a tangent. But that's also, that's what kept me company and part of my ride. And then yesterday I went to the beach and I pool or I pool ran in Lake Ontario. You lake ran. I lake ran and it was really hard because it's really hard and I wasn't wearing a belt, which makes Ooh. it even harder. I had to do it in two 30 minute sessions because I couldn't do an hour straight. I'm shocked you could do two 30 minute sessions. I got out of the water and like inhaled a sandwich. Good for you. And then pasta salad and then cookies. Like I was so hungry. But uh, yeah, those were those were some some weekend highlights. Well, you're getting very creative with your cross training. I appreciate that, man. You gotta. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's really nice though because I'm doing it all outside. I was gonna say that's one of the benefits to being injured in the summer. If we weren't in a pandemic, though, I even think I'd be. I would have been like using an elliptical indoors or going to a pool. Yeah, yeah. Just because that's what I used to do, and now that those aren't options for me. I've, you know, I, I do this stuff outside and the beachgoers think I'm insane. Um, but, you know, I paddle back and forth like a dog yeah. at the deepest end of the swimming zone. And you're, you're social distancing because you're in the lake and looking weird. So no one's coming by you. No one's coming. Actually, do you want to hear about an amazing experience? Of course. So I'm doing my lake running and two little girls are swimming kind of close to me. And I don't know, they were probably like seven or eight. And the one girl goes, Brooklyn, you still have to social distance even when you're in the water. You have to stay two meters away. And it was so sweet because, you know, Brooklyn was getting a little close to me. And so I was just kind of starting to paddle in the other direction. And then her little friend told her and it was so cute and she wasn't you know she wasn't being mean she was being super kind to her friend but reminding her that even in the water you have to stay away 
if little kids can do it right, the rest of us have no, no, no excuse. No. It's not the kids who are have a hard time doing this. Mm-mm. It's us grownups right. who are set in our ways. Darn grownups. Yeah, it's overrated. From- we've, we've had this conversation before, Maddie, but do you think we can call ourselves grownups when we call them grownups and not adults? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm girl is growing. Yes. We're, <laughs> we're, we're on our way to grown up. We're always growing up. Actually, you know what? I think it's bad if you say you're grown. Fair enough. Because where's the evolution in that? Oh, that's very profound, Maddie. Oh, I like yeah. to get deep here on the yeah. Shake Up podcast. My, uh, my eight-year-old niece and I were having a conversation the other day, and I asked what she got up to on the weekend, and she said, all of the outdoor parks in Orangeville are open now. And she was so excited. She said, but you know what? It's really hard because there's so many kids who, like me, just want to play on all the jungle gym equipment, and it's really hard to physically distance when you're in the playground. But I tried my best. Good job, eight-year-old Charlotte. Those kids, no, they kids, got it right. They got it right. They really got it figured out. It's honestly like if you were under the age of 10 going through all this, you're not going to remember that it was different before and you're just going to have right. all this stuff down pat. Like I still need to leave the house now and consciously go like hand sanitizer, mask, wallet, keys, sunglasses. Right. Like like every time like I need to do this mental check and my boyfriend's better at it than me. And all the time I'll be walking out and he's just yelling at me, like handing me my mask because I've forgotten it. Um, so, you know, I'm far from perfect, but I think I think the the young kids are really seem to be getting it. You can always learn from them. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Well, I'm glad you had a great weekend. I'm glad that you were finding ways to get outside and enjoy the summer and nature as much as you can. I had a really fun like strength training session in the park behind my building on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner and I went out and kind of threw a bunch of med balls around and did a bunch of speed ladder stuff, all just on this beautiful green space in the shade. And I was thinking the same thing. I would have probably been in a gym, partly because it was so hot, but you get in the shade, you drink lots of water and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lovely way to spend my strength training session. So silver linings, finding them where we can. I got a killer tan. Most tanned I've ever been. There you go. So we need to start today's episode with uh, a little correction. And this was my bad. Um, So last week we talked about Mr. Mo Ahmed's amazing 5K new national record and top 10 all time performance. Um, And during that segment, we also spoke about the incredible Bowerman women, Bowerman babes as they are self-proclaimed and all of their stunning results and not to detract from that. But full disclosure, I had seen Mo's race at that point of recording. I had not yet seen the women's race. So I found some results that were incorrect and I wrongfully wrote in our show notes and in our script that Courtney Frerichs and Elise Cranny had also dipped under the old American record of 1434, which was not true. They actually did not run 1432. They ran 1532. Big difference. Both of them have PBs in the 1440s. They just didn't happen to run them at this particular meet because partly they were doing rabbiting duties for their teammates. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. So my bad on that. Uh, We apologize. And that is our correction. 1532 is still a pretty fantastic time when it's just you and a bunch of your friends running around in circles. I ran a 1532. I'd be hella pleased. (laughs) But there were some other amazing results. Uh, Starting actually back in Portland, we can start with the bigger friendly meet. 
So the f- meet number one was called the big friendly. Meet number two is called the bigger friendly. I hope meet number three is the biggest friendly. Right. And, but where do you go from there? The gargantuan friendly. Oh, there's all kinds of options here, right? The, the humongous. The humongous friendly. Ginormous friendly. Ginormous is one of my favorite words. I don't think it's actually a word. Because isn't it gigantic and enormous squished together? All the more reason. Right. To call, to make a race that name. Okay. Take a piece out of the trail book of rules yeah. and have your race names be as ridiculous as possible. Yes. All right, Maddie, what happened at the Bigger Friendly in Portland? So, the Oregon Track Club put on a 600, 1,000, 3,000, and mixed 4 by 400 meter relay. The big results were Shannon Robury and Craig Angles, who won their respective 3,000 meter races in 840, cooking, and 753, and a PB. Coco Klosterhofen, her name's actually Constance, right? You know, affectionately known by the running community as Coco, ran a world leading 1,000 meter time in her debut of 237.05. I mean, it's not, first of all, there haven't been a whole lot of meets this year, and it's also kind of an off distance. So this isn't all that fast a time in the grand scheme of the international running community. Say, Maddie has run faster than this time. Maddie's run about the exact same as that time. Maddie has run about the exact same as that time. But Maddie ran it inside. Which is harder. And Coco ran it outside. Yeah. We do expect more from her. No, it's, uh, and and she she won by just over a second. This is not her main event she's more of a 5,000 meter runner people have a hard time with the 1k but I love it it is it's a weird event do you think Maddie that you perhaps are a little better at it or Canadians in general because you guys run it indoors at U Sport totally because it's it's a a hard thing to wrap your like not only your mind around but your lactic acid uh buffering because it's longer than an eight about the same pace <laughs> at about the same pace yeah. but it, i think it can be a really tricky event especially outdoors when you haven't done it very often or at all this was her debut you are like yeah you're coming through 800 meters like a second and a half slower than your pb right which is not a big buffer no and then having to hold on and then you hold on yeah Well, congrats to Coco on her debut. I'm sure we'll see faster times in this event as the season progresses. But again, there haven't been many meets, so it must have felt good just to get out there. And I mean, a PB is a PB no matter what. No matter how big or how small. That's it. It's honestly true. It's still the fastest your body's ever gone. And it's the fastest anyone in the world has run it this year. Even if there have only been a handful of women to run it, she is the fastest. Over in Quebec City... The Soiree Rouge et Or was the first real track meet of the Canadian outdoor season. So this is the first of a few track meets in Quebec, which is the first province to allow sanctioned meets. The longest event that was held last week was the 400 meter, as per Quebec rules. And as of August 1st, they will be allowed to run distance events as far as the 3000 meter. And this might go without saying, but just for our listeners to understand, part of the reason that the sprints are the sprints and field events, quite frankly, are so much easier to put on in a Corona safe way because you can have a lane. Basically, every other lane is used so that you only have up to four people on the track at one time. You stay in your lane for that entire event. You don't get near each other when you cross the line. Um, So the, the physical distancing thing is a lot easier than, you know, a 1500 where you're basically stepping on each other and breathing all over each other. But good to hear that there will be opportunities for the mid-distance runners in the near future. 
So the biggest result of the evening were the winners of the 400 meter. Olivier Demule, who's the 2019 Canadian Junior 800 meter champion, ran a 48.58. And Morgan Drouet ran a 60 flat two seconds ahead of the next finisher. Way to go, guys. And again, it must just feel so good. I know we're all, all of us track runners are chomping at the bit to be able to get back out and not only compete, but (laughs) just find consistent places to train. So uh, a lot of us are still hopping fences (laughs) (laughs) or running up hills for your speed sessions because hills are open and tracks are not in many cases. Lake Ontario also open. Right. So moving on over to the trail world, we've talked about John Kelly quite a bit on this show before because he has run some really fast times. In fact, he has a couple FKTs and he recently set a new one on the Penine Way uh, in Great Britain. He set it by 40 minutes running the 431 kilometer trail in two days, 16 hours and 40 minutes. This takes him through the middle of England Um, And over the course of that 431 kilometers, the trail gains just under 12,000 meters of elevation on really, really rough terrain. So just for context, this is double the height of Mount Everest. And the distance from Toronto to Sudbury. There you go. I don't know if anyone has driven from Toronto to Sudbury recently. That's where Opsa was, the grossest day of the year. And, uh, you know, when we ask kids to run through puddles, mud, and snow. It's real Canadian cross country. It's real Canadian cross country. And it is far. Like, you get on the 400 and you don't stop until you hit water. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And he completed this on foot over scrambling crazy terrain in uh just over two and a half days took me five hours in a car (laughs) (laughs) holy smokes that's very impressive john kelly just like we talked about last week with a couple of our other phenomenal trail ultra results i hope you are sitting somewhere drinking some hot cocoa or a cold brewski with your legs up because you deserve it my friend well done and he's not done yet That's right. He's going back for another FKT, and this is all part of a challenge he created to raise money. So he is, yes, as you said, Maddie, he is raising money for the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust, which is a UK charity that helps disadvantaged youth. So folks can find links in the story that Miss Madeline Kelly wrote uh, about how they can help support John Kelly in his efforts to fundraise. And our final piece of news, Michael Lucien Bergeron ran a world 5,000-meter joggling record. He eclipsed the former record by one second, hitting 1650 on a PEI track. And guys, that's really fast. That's really fast. And he joggled the whole time. In case anyone is not familiar with joggling, we've covered this really amazing event before, but it is what it sounds like. It is running while juggling. And Maddie, how many balls was he juggling? He's a three ball juggler. Wait, he ran 1650? Yeah. And the old record was 1651. But 1650 is cooking. Yeah. Without juggling. Yeah, exactly. So he did multiple time trials uh, to prepare for this and actually dropped his weekly mileage down so he could work on his speed a little bit more. And he was on pace to run 1640. And he has run a 1551 in training without juggling. So it appears that the juggling adds about a minute. Right. So if you're an experienced juggler, add about a minute to your PB and then try it. 
altogether. We've covered Canadian joggling sensation Mikhail Kapral in the past. Um, in fact, he's been a contributor to our publication in the past, and he has done things like the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Half Marathon joggling. He's done all kinds of road races in Canada doing this, and he talks about how the rules are And I don't know if these are like official world rules or Guinness Book world rules, but basically if you drop the ball, you're allowed to drop it, but you have to pick it up from where the ball landed. So it would take away from your time. So obviously it's in your best interest to not drop, to not drop. So kudos, Michael Lucien Bergeron. Well done. We want to see more from you. There's a great video of this, by the way. Check out the story on our site, runningmagazine.ca. Maddie did a fantastic story and there is a really great video of him completing this. So listeners, check back in with us in just over a week's time when we bring you the results from the second Quebec City track meet on August 1st and any other cool events that people are doing, time trials, etc. along the way. We will be sure to cover them for your week in review. I'm Kate. And I'm Maddie. We'll talk with you next week. So this is a little rundown edition. We don't usually do this, Maddie. And no, in fact, we do. We've done an addendum to the rundown before. That's true. I guess we have. Um, when important and amazing information comes up after we're done recording our original episode, sometimes you have to throw in a secondary piece. And that's what we're doing today, which is Wednesday, because last night, the Bowerman Track Club had their third inter-squad meet in about as many weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, some more incredible times were run. So the main events were the 1500s, and they were broken down into two sections of women and one section of men. And the American record holder, Shelby Houlihan, actually paced both sections of women. Each section had three runners plus Shelby pacing. And then the men just had like, I think there were maybe eight or 10 of them. And it was and it looked like a real race. It was really exciting. If you uh, have a subscription to Runner Space or USA, USATF TV, you can check those out. I believe they're also available on YouTube, but I highly encourage checking out some of those races. We'll link them in the show notes because they were flying. Maddie, do you want to take us through the results? Well, I will start with our Canadian hero, Mohammed Ahmed, who ran another PB. And this is like his least impressive of you know from 1500 to 10,000 easily his least impressive time internationally but huge for Mo because it took him until last year to break 340 in the 1500 and for a guy with all of those accolades and so much talent at the 5k and 10k to not be able to do that in the 15 was almost hilarious um anyway he shattered that last night he ran 334.89 to shatter his personal best by five seconds and to win the race and set his second pb in 10 days and word on the street is that we can expect a 10k from him in the coming weeks which you know 26 uh, 59 which is his current 10k pb and canadian record is nothing to shake a stick at but you know his 5k canadian record was also pretty strong so i wouldn't say it's impossible Absolutely not. So that time of 334.89 for 1500 meters places Mo fifth on the Canadian all-time list in the 1500 with only Olympians ahead of him who specialize in the 15. So that also gives some context as to how incredibly fast this was. And I also saw a tweet earlier today, Maddie, from Agent Dan Lilo, and I thought this was a little great piece of trivia. So as far as Dan's research showed, and no one to my knowledge has said anything 
counter to this on Twitter. According to his research, there are only five men who in all of history have tripled in the 15, 5, and 10 with personal bests under 335 in the 1500, under 1250 in the 5000, and under 27 minutes in the 10,000. And those are Haile Gabor Selassie, Kenanisa Bekele, Yomif Kajelcha, and Elliot Kipchoge. So those are all current or former world record holders of some description. Exactly. And they are the only ones ahead of Mo. Mo comes in number five on that list with 334.89, 1247.20, and like you said, 2659.35, which we could see that 10K PB go down in the very near future. Everything indicates that if he gets the right night, he's going to crush that. So Mo, I mean, we, we've talked a couple months ago, Maddie, about who the goat of Canadian distance running was. Pretty sure it's uh, indisputably Mo at this point. And I just want to say... I said Mo from the beginning. You did say Mo from the beginning, and a lot of people did. And that's the great thing about being able to have a conversation or a debate about it is that we can, like, you know, use as much information as we want and can to prove that that is true. Mo has made that an indisputable fact now, and not only in Canada, but he is one of the greatest distance runners of all time in the entire world. Man kudos that's 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 what i got big old kudos it's just so fun watching him run because he in that last like 200 meters of that 15 last night i mean so for the record his average pace to run that time had to be i believe 57 seconds and change per lap and that's what he closed his final lap in when he ran that 5000 meter personal best but to do it three and three quarter times and to look as fast as he did like he just he looked like a 1500 meter specialist it was so impressive. I mean, on a selfish note too, Mo, thanks for giving us something to write about and talk about. And to like fuel me for every single one of my runs, because I don't think there's been a run in the last three weeks where I haven't had Mo on my mind as I'm running, being like, I want to be like Mo. <laughs> I did my run in the water today, as I do. And uh, I was getting into the lovely Lake Ontario in the rain and uh, relative cold of 21 degrees this morning. And I was the only one on the beach (laughs) thinking, me, oh my, do I not want to be here? And literally thought the same thing of like, well, if I want to grow up and be like Mo, you better get your ass in the water. He's he's a great role model to want to grow up to be. He's a few years younger than me, but I want to be like Mo and I grow up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some impressive results, not from Canadians, but from the Americans on the women's side. Do you want to run us through those? You bet. So Krissa Schweitzer continues her phenomenal season. And also Krissa has been a little bit overshadowed by Shelby um, just because Shelby did set the American record. But let us not forget that young Krissa, who's only 24, uh, also ran underneath that record just behind her teammate. If th- right. That record I'm talking about is the 5,000 record of 10 days ago. And she came back last night and ran a four flat 0.02 with the goal of breaking four for the first time, painfully close, two hundredths of a second away, but a absolutely remarkable effort regardless. And for the record, just watching that race, I will say uh, Shelby paced them through about 1200 meters and then Carissa took off. So she basically didn't have anyone pushing her for the last 300 meters of that race and still ran four flat. So wait till she gets in a championship race in that distance if she chooses, because she's going to go way under. 
Second behind Grizzo was Colleen Quigley, who ran a 403.98, just shy of a PB, but still a great time. Would get you, you know, if you were a Canadian, would get you to the Olympics, things like that. No slouch. And third was Courtney Frerichs, who is a world championship steeplechase medalist, who ran a 407.39. Amazing times all around. And again, this is just, you know, these little inner squad meets with uh, a, a teammate pacing. And then they all came back and ran a 600 a couple hours later, which is also fun to get some speed work in. In this 600, they all went out, especially the, the top women who had run in that fast section, they all went out through 400 at the same pace that they had run three and three quarter laps for their 15. So they didn't actually go any faster through the first 400. But then I think, you know, it must have been a, a Jerry tactic to try to get them all at a turnover fast on super fatigued legs. So the uh, the times are not reflective of the way it was run, but kudos across the board. These, uh, these men and women are obviously incredibly strong right now. And it's really fun to watch them crank out these times. For your week in review, I'm Kate. And I'm Maddie. We'll talk with you next week. Oh, 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 oh,